This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Quinn. Quinn is an all-cannabinoid brand that offers real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes, and they ship to all 50 states. How do they do that? Well, that's how you read it, right? How do they do that? Yeah. How, yeah. It's like rhetorical. How, the, do they, how, do, how do they do that? Previous Quinn ad reads, mm-hmm. I, I would ask it like <laughs> I was asking myself and then answering myself because I didn't understand your how, copy. How do they do how that? How do they do that? <laughs> How do they do that? How do they do that? Well, well <laughs> that's how you do it. Okay. So Quinn, well, they can do it because their THC products are all extracted from hemp. That's right. That's how they do that. <laughs> all their products are third party tested and they use pure clean ingredients to give you a quality buzz. Check out Quinn online and use our promo code weed and grub at checkout to get 25% off your next order. Visit myquin.com. That's M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com and use code weed and grub at checkout to get 25% off Quinn's edibles vapes concentrates and more how do they do that how do they do that oh it's because you can get it legally in all 50 states and use our code 25 percent off is a good deal too i know oh that's how they do that quinn hello and welcome to weed and grub feel amazing i feel absolutely fantastic i was trying to think of how to start this one because we recorded our chat with reggie before this intro and so i'm i'm micro dosed up right now Uh uh-huh but in the interview it's almost like pulp or no reservoir dogs this is like a reservoir dog oh yeah i thought you were gonna say memento but i know what you mean all the things yes all the memories it's it's reverse we're high now from something that you're gonna hear in a minute and now. And now. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. These and capsules... past me is real happy with now me. That's great. Yeah. Past you being happy with present you. Yeah. And future you, as far as I can tell. My future self is very happy about this moment. Oh, is it rubbing its hands together? Yep. Like, here I come. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're going to have a great Jane. day. How's it going, Mike? I mean, it's great. Yes. It is a great day. It is a great day. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a... Uh, and... Mushrooms. Uh-huh. Welcome to Weed and Grub and Mushrooms, everyone. <laughs> this is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, mushrooms, culture, cooking, and wait, you did it. And weird... calling shit out. Oh, I was going to say mushrooms at the end. Uh, comedy, cannabis, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's great. Uh, I was talking with Mary. Um, carry on. Carry on. Uh, as this episode, or as we were walking out to get pictures, mm-hmm. and because there's lion's mane in the capsules we took, mm-hmm. I didn't know that those are um, focus forward. I, I didn't either. I had never learned that. So like, I was kind of nervous about recording the rest of the day because I, I didn't want to just be like a, a, a giggly mess uh, the whole time. But the idea that there is a mushroom out there that can make me feel like this and help me with the focus I need to do a day the way I want to do a day. Yeah. Man, that's a blessing. It truly is. It, you know, when we were chatting with Reggie and he was saying that, you know, for a long time he was taking um, Adderall to focus and that then he found the, that mushrooms worked, that just I, I was so heartened to hear that because I have used microdose mushrooms like to sort of get out of some like mental ruts that I've been in and so on, but I've never used it as a sort of like a focusing working substance. And I feel so good right now. And I really do. I feel very present in an awesome way. I feel like I'm very aware of all my skin. Cool. You know, even the webs. What webs? Like the thing, the the between the things. I don't have webbed fingers. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I mean. 
I know about your joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did date a girl who had webbed toes. Yeah. And I dumped her because of it. Mike. I had to. I had to. <laughs> like genetically, mm-hmm. genetically, like I think that we are we are here to reproduce and have a great time while we do it. Absolutely. And I know I'm never going to have kids, but mm-hmm. I also know I don't I don't want to mix with that DNA. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's terrible. It's not, though. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> Like there's no like that that shouldn't be around anymore. And what was your joke about when she would paint her toenails? Oh, it looked like a a fin with baby teeth. Because she painted her toenails white. Painted her toenails white. <laughs> wow. Woo. You gotta go. You gotta. You gotta Sorry. do it. Well, these mushrooms are great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that brings us to our news story. Oh yeah, let's get to the news. The Grubla Gazette, which, in honor of our guest and of today, is a psychedelic story, and it's from the BBC, and it's about a um study that shows that psychedelics free up the depressed brain. I'll tell you what, as somebody who has a clinically depressed brain, yep. pretty untangled right now. Yeah, That's I have awesome. A, I have a diagnosis of PTSD and I feel uh, zero anxiety right now. It's nice. fucking awesome. Um, so I'll just read a little bit. It says psilocybin, a drug found in magic mushrooms, which we know appears to free up the brain of people with severe depression in a way that other antidepressants do not, a study has found. It was based on brain scans of 60 people, and um, it uh, the findings were called by the study author uh, exciting and important because it's, uh, you know, could change the world with this, you know, medicine that may be available at some point. But as we talked to Reggie as well, like, you know, legalization is a tricky thing. So And... And grassroots, like getting yeah. out there, shouting it out, like throwing an event that will bring a community to- together. Yep. I feel like 60 scans is enough, though, to get like a, a solid That's ratio a of like people. Like yeah. people, we're all, this, we're all the same. So <laughs> the idea that you can see um, the illumination of six out of 60 of those and make like a a case for scientific backing on why yeah. mushrooms rock. I'm all about that. Yeah. I mean, obviously m- millions more studies to come, but it's, you know, great that they're starting to do this and talk about it in mainstream media, that this is no longer a sort of a fringe science that people are really paying attention, you know, largely I think because corporations are paying attention and, yeah. you know, we get into that as well, but you know, whatever, whatever it takes to get the message out and that maybe I don't help, agree with that. Help people whatever understand. Takes, not yeah, whatever, well, not it, whatever takes. it takes, but like, you know, we, we want more people to understand that they have plant medicine medicine alternatives that's just you know that's that's all we really want right uh right think you know well we'll also to have a great time yeah i don't know (laughs) i i I oscillate between being really highfalutin and being like we're gonna change the world and i do believe that we can change the world and the world is changing because of uh people who work hard and stand by what they believe in yeah but um also i i'm finding that my threshold for what I'm willing to do to make that change is is starting to change as legalization of everything comes forward. Like I'm starting to I'm starting to be a little bit cagey about um, things getting into the mainstream media. Yeah, you know, right. Like, I'm all about like, yeah, we got to get the message out there, but also like, kind of fuck the mainstream media. Like, what are <laughs> we talking about? We were talking before this about how pharmaceutical commercials are on TV here. And they're not anywhere else in the world, right? Like, like yeah, yeah, we were talking fuck? about this on the way here. That, yeah. that uh, it was. I actually saw a TikTok of a girl who I think she was Dutch, and she was visiting the U.S. and she was like, "Hey, everyone, I just want to give you a little context. The amount of drug commercials that you have on your TV is fucking insane, and doesn't happen in my country." And I was like, "That's right. I I've forgotten living in a country where that doesn't 
that's not the fucking yeah. norm is the big farmers constantly advertising mm -hmm. to you. Do your knees knock and sometimes you edge? <laughs> yeah. Do, do, does your leg twitch at night? Mm -hmm. Then you have RLS. If you blink between 64 and 100 times per hour, you might need this pill. So count your blinks. <laughs> Make sure you're not blinking between this range. Oh, my God. You totally. Which yeah. also, I love that it's Dutch because that ties right into our chat with Reggie. Off yep. jump. That's awesome. Yeah. Love these connections, mushrooms. The Dutch are enlightened people. Largely, <laughs> but there's also a right wing and fuck them. <laughs> If you were making hit singles, I love that like the chorus would be this banger and then underneath it would be this voice that's like, actually, there are quite a few problems with this. Here's a depressing fact. <laughs> <laughs> Did we say that you were going to release the comedy album and I get the B-side and it's just correcting all of your jokes with facts? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Actually, uh, tilapia isn't the Michael Sarah of the sea. Hi, this is Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm here to tell you why Mike's joke is factually incorrect and I'm, and I'm not funny about it uh, uh but i think that would actually put it on the billboard charts right we should do this this yeah. this might be a sleeper hit it would be like when william shatner did that fucking spoken word word album never heard it never will it's great he does hey mr tambourine man all right now i'm listening <laughs> it's really fun holy shit are we getting to buds of the week we should get to the buds of the week okay you go first my butt of the week. I mean, they've been guests. They've been buds. But um, I feel closer to this guy now because of a great hang. My butt of the week from Bad Manners, Matt Holloway. Um, follow at Bad Manners. Get their newest book, Brave New World. Um, it's it's really cool when you meet somebody on a podcast like this or like their podcast, Bad Manners. And then all of a sudden, Matt made the offer and Olive Branch to reach out. And he's like, you want to come see my boat? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he bought a boat. And I'm not going to talk too much about like the money side. But have you ever seen like a fixer upper reality TV show where they walk into this dump covered in mold and the paint is flaking off? And then they do that swipe screen. And then all of a sudden, it's this glistening, beautiful body of work. Hell yes. And that's what Matt did with this boat. It is fucking gorgeous and he invited me on it just drinking beers smoking weed listening to music chatting getting to know each other and uh, it's been a long time since i've been able to do that it's been a long time since i've been in the summer sun it's been a long time since i've jumped in the ice cold water that takes your breath away and uh, to be able to do it with a new friend like matt makes it my butt of the week i think that's the greatest butt of the week you've ever had thank you that was like loquacious and beautifully descriptive thank you yeah cool fucking hey um my butt of the week is mary carrion Mary is on Instagram at Mary Stardust and Mary has three Y's. She introduced us to our guest today and she's a fucking incredible journalist. Uh, she's been on the podcast. Go and check out our episode with Mary. She uh, just reported an amazing story for KCRW about the collapse of the California cannabis industry. And uh, it's a great list and go check it out. It's on uh, KCRW.com. And, um, you know, it's just really uh, like a snapshot of what is happening right now at every level in the industry and why um and she's just dope and she's really cool and she's got great style yeah she does have really cool style yeah she's like man cool damn she's like annoyingly cool no <laughs> <laughs> what my, a turn my butt of the week that i'm jealous of <laughs> <laughs> what a turn oh man well like let's get to our vib or our um v-i-m v-i-m-b very important mushroom bud that's right heck yeah <laughs> reggie uh, so Reggie is the founder of Oakland Hyphae and Hyphae Labs. Uh, Reggie Harris is the founder of that event I just mentioned, a community organizer and a mushroom activist who lives in Oakland. His mission is to spread knowledge and education about psychedelics and mushrooms to people in inner cities and POC who have mostly been left out of the Western psychedelic movement. He works closely with decriminalized nature and also is also the founder of Hyphae Labs, a psilocybin mushroom potency testing business. Reg 
strategy and his business partner also founded a separate event called the psilocybin cup which is an event designed around mushroom potency testing yo in the link in the show notes so many events the la event sounds fire yep that's on april 23rd and 24th and um i mean honestly just follow reggie on instagram to see everything that oakland hyphae gets up to because they are the you know the forefront of the movement and this was a fucking cool hang and he brought us beautiful gifts and and uh, i feel wonderful yeah natural born leader with something to say who is also saying it in a way that people can hear yeah you know what i'm saying fucking a fucking a uh so hope you all are having beautiful days um i'm feeling like it's a beautiful day yeah it is a beautiful day that's a beautiful day cool mary jane thanks for doing this pod with me thank you mike i really enjoy doing it mark thanks for doing this pod with me thumbs up top tree <laughs> studios heck yeah all right well without further ado here's our interview with reggie harris mike i know you love a good buzz i am a good buzz yeah <laughs> that's right and if you're on the road doing comedy maybe you're wondering uh what you can bring when you're traveling to a state where cannabis isn't legal anymore you might think there aren't a lot of options i didn't think there were a lot of options and honestly it is very frustrating to be on the road and go to a state that doesn't have legalization and I don't, i'm not i don't want to get in trouble but i want something like quinn you know, and Quinn is a great option for anybody. Yeah. Quinn is an alt cannabinoid brand that is selling real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes, and they ship to all 50 states. How do they do that? Well, I'll tell you, they have THC products that are oil extracted from hemp. All extracted. All extracted from hemp. <laughs> it's amazing. All of them are third party tested and they only use the cleanest ingredients to give you a quality high. A must try is their extra potent 200 milligram Delta 9 Syrup. It's the THC we all know and love, but it's legal in all 50 states. Because it's derived from hemp. And you can use our coupon code to get 25% off your next order. Just type in Weed and Grub at checkout. Type it in. Use your thumbs. I think that you're going to probably use an index finger for the W. Go to myquin.com. That's M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com and use promo code weed and grub for 25% off. If you live in one of the 50 states, get some Quinn. Get some Quinn. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So we introduced you in the intro by name. So let's just jump right into this spliff. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. What is the story behind this beautiful, perfect role you just did? So, yeah, I pride myself on my ability to roll uh, joints. I went. So this is actually a perfect introduction story for for me here. Um, I... If you hear like my story, I talk about having worked with some of the largest mushroom cultivators in the world over in Holland. And so I went, I, I was living in D.C. and I moved, well, I was in college, but between Florida and D.C. And I left college to go to Holland to to go fuck with the mushroom people. And I took a 50 box of Dutch Masters over there because that's what I that's what I smoke. And I'm like, all right, Holland, Dutch I should be good, but I'm taking 50 of these. And um, lo and behold, they don't sell um, Dutch Masters in Holland. And so, you know, after I ran out of my 50 box, this is what they they rolled. They, these these rolls is what they use. No way. Yeah. And so, you know, if I, I had access to all the all the weed I wanted, but it's <laughs> like they got tired of rolling because I'm a grown man asking these people to roll me my joints every time. Yeah, that's like asking someone to tie your shoes when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. yes, yes. Truly. As an as an as an adult, as a smoker, it's like, come on, you can't roll your own fucking. All right, a time a time or two, you know, or yep. like if we're dating, it it makes sense. But like, but even then, I showed my girlfriends how to roll J's, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, it came to a point where I'm like, I can't look another man in his eye and ask. Him. <laughs> 
and asking them to roll my J's anymore just felt nasty. And so I started watching how they do it and like trial and error. You fuck it up, you know, uh, but you smoke whatever you fuck up mm-hmm. or or you don't smoke at all until you learn. And so this is how we got here. They don't sell Dutch Masters in Holland. <laughs> Reggie Harris, master, <laughs> spliff, and joint roller. Thank you. Hell yeah. I'm very Mushroom master as well. And psychedelic activist. I mean, yeah, when when our friend Mary Carrion, uh, thanks Mary. Shout for out to Mary. Hey, just say us. hi real quick. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Connected us. Uh, she was like, you got to have him on the pod. You know, you're a psychedelic activist, community organizer. You're educating people. Like, it was just such a perfect connection because that's exactly what we want to know about all the time and we're always trying to answer these questions and we just you know we don't often know where to look so like i usually look to big corporations like walgreens (laughs) um amazon Uh, Target, I think Target has a mushroom aisle now, right? Yeah. Dog, but for real, yeah. Yeah, Se- kind of. Seven right? Eleven is selling mushrooms no now. No way. Yeah. yeah dog. What? Oh my yeah. gosh, really? Yeah. Like adaptogenic yeah. capsules? Yes. Yes. Whoa. I'm just hoping that some of the companies I work with, shout out to MicroBoost. I'm hoping that MicroBoost gets uh, gets their stuff in Seven Eleven instead of folks that we don't know. But yeah, they're everywhere. So can you just like start us off by telling us like the beginning of your journey was it when you moved to Amsterdam to work with nah my colleges no. I was selling mushrooms for uh since like 10th grade there was an Eminem song that said I never meant to give you mushrooms girl you remember that song bring you in my world, world and now sitting in, in the, the corner, corner crying and now, and now it's, it's my, my fault my fault yeah that's it that's it yeah and so it set me <laughs> off onto a path of like trying to figure the mushroom out and I found the mushroom and my first journey said yo sell the mushrooms <laughs> so so I started selling the mushrooms and um you know that through high school into college um and then I'm like all right well you know I'm doing these college things but like I'm doing way better with the mushroom so I might as well go and so I went that's what took me to Europe the law changed over there. So at that at that time, um, you could you could still like go into a smart shop and buy like mushrooms. So the people I was working for was putting mushrooms in stores all throughout Europe. And um, I actually well, that's too much. But actually, so the rule. This was like psilocybin mushrooms throughout Europe and different countries. So throughout the EU, the way it worked was when the EU formed. So I was this was like during the beginning of when the eu formed is like currency when they when they started currency when i first started france had the franc um uh i think italy had the lira mm-hmm. and then the, the eu came and the the euro came and so within that trade agreement the rule was if something is viewed as a food stuff in one of the eu countries it has to be able to be sold and traded freely in all of the eu countries wow and so in Holland, which was an EU country, the fucking the mushroom was a food. Therefore, by way of the treaty, it could be sold throughout Europe. And it was a huge point of contention. Yeah. Because the politicians weren't making money off of it. And that was a problem for that was the contention. Like it was a government contention. Well, clearly that and some some religious stuff. But oh, like, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, of course. <laughs> yeah. But generally, like if you pay the state, you pay in the church. So. You know, it comes back to you not getting the the politicians not getting the money. 
And, and the culture in Holland is not reflected in a lot of the other countries that you mentioned, like France or Italy, or those are pretty conservative as far as psychedelics are concerned, is my understanding, right? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the, the first countries that come to mind that gave one of the biggest pushbacks was Italy. Right. Really? Mm. Is Doesn't the Pope live there? <laughs> yeah, and that guy's Say, a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's like so close to God, he's like one mushroom away from like really touching base. <laughs> and he had the, the, the Pope was the people that was the, was the person that brought us the mushroom, let them tell it, you know? And I, I actually, it, it's, I do feel like, again, they have a reason not to want people to really have the mushroom. You have a whole country, you have a whole country that is yours the vatican you know and it's prime property in the middle of fucking rome like yeah uh i would i wouldn't want people to have access to something open their mind up to thinking you know maybe this dude didn't or maybe if the dude did die and come back after three days it might be me more metaphorical than literal <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely yeah i feel like psychedelics don't go with doctrine very well uh you know like that's not not <laughs> not man-made doctrine yeah. You know, it's funny when people get into the mushrooms, we all have this. When we have your journey, people all feel closer to God. But like that's on their on their own. Mm -hmm. That's the relationship they have with the medicine. That's not anybody else facilitating it. And sometimes people feel more comfortable in group settings with people facilitate it. But like, nah, for me. I've been fucking with mushrooms for over 20 years and I never sat in one of these fucking group ceremonies. I won't. Because I have my own relationship with God through the mushroom. Mm -hmm. Do you have a type of journey that you like to take yourself over all others? Or are you just open to what the day is bringing your way? Shit. Uh, depends. Today I was open for what the, the day brought. Cool. So I just I just took a 300 milligram microdose and the day is coming, coming quite nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels good. Um, but... If I'm trying to do some of the, I hate when people say the work, fucking work. But you know, if you want to do the inner work or whatever that you want to talk about, or you have a decision that you need to make, or then I'll take it up and I'll you know take three and a half grams, four grams. Um, but even for me, the way I do that is alone. I make sure I have you know a bunch of J's already rolled. I might want food, I might not have food, but I want to have access to everything that I'm gonna to need to have comfortable the music. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's like that's my personal process for for that and so to do a to answer your question to do a larger dose for me is more structured but to do a micro dose is you know we can i can do a micro dose and sit here and talk to you all day mm -hmm. i can talk to you all day too yeah, yeah. i'm not microed yet i know it you, might also, be you coming, should take but... you know you should take some my guy i brought y'all some micro doses i brought so uh a friend made these these are micro dose soft gels these have uh, a very, very special blend of uh, albino penis envy mm. um, grown from a, a craft grower that I know I did not cultivate these. Before we go further than that, I've never heard of albino penis envy. And at first I thought you were making a joke, but now I'm learning that's like a name of a mushroom or it's a joke. Yeah, it's I don't both. know. It's both. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a so albino penis envy is a very coveted type of mushroom. And the reason it looks that way is because it does look like a like it comes off looking like a penis. Look yeah, yeah. Look cool. out, it does look like a penis. It, it's a very distinct. It has a like a thick shaft and then it almost looks like a circumcised penis at the top but um and they're they're white sometimes blue at the top but the good thing the interesting thing about these particular mushrooms is that through so 
I haven't really talked about what the fuck I do, but we have a company called Hype Labs where we uh, run the Salus Hyben Cup, uh, and we we own one of the only potency testing companies in uh, mushroom potency testing companies in the country. And through the research that my partner uh, Ian Bollinger does, we we have theories of why we've developed theories as to why albino penis envies are more potent. And one of the reasons is that they don't drop spores. Albino penis envy is a mutation of a certain type of cubensi mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Typically, when most mushrooms grow, when they reach full maturity, they drop spores. And we theorize that generally the ones that drop spores that are of cubensi variety typically are less potent than the cubensi varieties that... um, that don't drop spores, mm-hmm. like Enigma, like albino penis envy, like penis envy. So did you say that albino penis envy is a mutation? Yeah. It's like a, yeah. Does it not look like a little penis? <laughs> it looks like a fat, Looks yeah. like my... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Familiar, <Yeah>. Mike? <laughs> you know, they're, but people love them. I love to grow them, but they're um, they're very difficult to grow. They take twice as long sometimes to grow. The yield oftentimes isn't really, really um, as robust as most people would like. However, I do know a grower, homegirl, she grows, they, they can fucking bang some fucking tubs. And uh, so there are certain people who really know what they're doing, who can get their arms around albino penis envies. But myself, I could, I did it for fun, didn't do, do it for money, you know. Is it comparable at all to growing cannabis when you hybridize different cultivate you know cultivars to get a strain is that the same thing with mushrooms that you can actually sort of work towards hybridizing so types i'm going to speak very generally because i'm starting to get out of my depth and i don't want to speak incorrectly i know that it is not as easy to because i try to get into genetics and it's just not as easy to manipulate mushroom genetics um as it is cannabis like you have to have microscopes and you there's 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 like you you microscopic males and microscopic females that you have to plug in. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you can do what I call the shotgun approach, and that's what I always did. You get a bunch of spores together, you you shoot them out into a plate and or 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 into a liquid culture, and you hope that like two uh, two hyphae meet up, so that then you can have some sort of um, uh, new creation. Generally, that doesn't happen. Um, and so, but, but there are people who are getting better than I ever was mm-hmm. that have more of a mastery. So I say all this to say the way that most people get to a mutation now isn't through necessarily, um, breeding it's through the way that they make their, um, the isolations. So what you can do is t- similar to the way it works in cannabis, where you can take tissue and make clone, you can take tissue from a mushroom and make a clone with, uh, uh with what we call an agar plate. And you take a piece of the mushroom tissue and you put it on there and um, it grows out these 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 mycelial threads. And it's, it's actually so if you're at all interested in this, we're going to have uh, some of the best agar, what I call agar artists, because I love that part of genetics um, and it's artwork. What we're going to have the first ever um, uh, battle of the agar taking place at the Salisabin Cup or I'm sorry, at the uh, California Psychedelic Conference is going to be. Uh, here in LA on the 23rd and 24th of of, uh, of April, and there's going to be gentle, gentlemen and women bringing uh, and anybody in between uh, bringing um, some of their best work and putting it on display. 
And so if you're at all interested in that, yeah. you'll see some of that shit in person. Wow, that sounds fascinating. So when you say that it grows out mycelial threads, it doesn't grow mushrooms. It grows like, it sounds like I'm it's, imagining some kind of like flossy. So, so imagine like um, a bicycle. Yeah. And imagine how the spokes go out. Mm -hmm. So you have an agar plate and you put the, the tissue in the center. And what grows out from the center on the agar is just like bicycle spokes, these beautiful threads that grow out in different patterns. Um, right now, what we what most people view as beautiful is a type of growth called rhizomorphic growth, which is just strong lines. It's like spider webs. But also there's something called tomatose growth, which is um, cloudy and fluffy. Um, I don't necessarily know that that's bad, but right now, just because, I mean, we've been underground so long, it's just not desirable. I think that we still need to research the tomatose anyway. And these are consumable? So there are people right now who are, who do eat their um, their agar plates. They do contain mycelium. Therefore, they, I mean, they do they have mycelium. Therefore, they contain psilocybin. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, <laughs> good but, to know. But because I'll eat, I'll put anything in my mouth if it looks pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it looks cool, it's going in. <laughs> oh no, that guy ate all the agar plates again, Mike. <laughs> Look at me, and there's just strings coming off my face. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be high as fuck, and somebody would be so pissed at you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really sensitive to everything, everything. But I mean, if I'm gonna be in your presence, I would love to take a nibble of something sparkly, if that's possible. I want, I want y'all to. I want cool because I know we, I, we, I, we DM'd, we, I, G'd about it, and so now we've got to. We have it locked. The truth is the truth. If I say it's locked in, the truth is the motherfucking truth. Yes, this is the first on this pod. I, what I brought here is is gifts. I made these microdoses myself. This is what I took. It's three hundred milligrams, mix of lion's mane and magic. This is a very special mushroom that is not domestically located, not domestically sourced, um, but it's famous. It's called Camburger. It's hard to find. And I can't find any more of it right now. So that's what this is. Wow. wow. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> These are uh, albino penis envies. Um, apparently, they were gifted to me from a person that I saw right before I came here. Uh, but I know exactly the source that the uh, that the mushrooms came from. And uh, the reports are that these are the most potent batch of uh, of apes that they have. So if I were you, I, if you want a micro, I'd go here. Or there's a friend of mine in Oakland. They have this brand over here. These chocolates are two gram chocolates. And, uh, you know, I'd say bust one of those open. And uh, I know that the, the chocolate is sourced from Ghana. I know that much. Um, and I, I know that they're high quality products they say small batch so they're handmade but any of this man i'd love for us to get into and i think yeah. it would make a very interesting memorable show yeah i mean, I mean we're only recording four more hours after this so let's go <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it would be a real honor if i could try the um i'd like to as well this is magic that's magic yeah mm -hmm. and i can if i try one of these i'll be good to go you'll be just like me That's i want to be just yeah. like you Thank yeah. you. It's a real honor to to like. Thank you for bringing all of this. Thank too. you so much. Um, I I a lot of this culture for me has been opened up by Mary Jane. I um I was that like asshole kid running around St. Louis and Chicago, just like popping these things, but not taking the time or honoring the 
like what it can be. Yeah. I would just like do this and then go like to Taco Bell and like leave like sauce packets all over the counter <laughs> like an asshole. You know what I mean? And so I like really need to be around someone like Mary Jane to understand like what this can represent yeah. and what hopefully it does represent the more we can like have these conversations and get it out to the world so that the world knows. I mean, I guess you can call it a drug, but uh, I think there's bigger pictures here. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Yeah. Thank Wait, you so you much. Done? Yep. Touch tips. Okay. <laughs> shit. Give me one more then. Goddamn. Yeah. yeah. Let's all touch Thank tips. Thank you. <laughs> let's all touch albino. <laughs> oh, I follow albino. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Salute. Salute. Thank you. Um. So on that on that note, something that we get asked a lot because um, can I get into this? Dig into oh God, everything. Yes. Snack yeah. away. I'm trying to be good, but I'm listening. Nah, man, we got popcorn. We got carrot cake muffins. We've got a charcuterie board that we put on a rolling tray. We've got broccoli <laughs> and hummus. There's some cornichons. I'm gonna get into one of those later. Yeah, those I got those for you actually. You did? Yeah, I knew you, you know liked I love like a, pickle. a exactly a cold crunch. Bro, Can't be beat. <laughs> Sorry. I I don't know how often you get asked this, but. We get asked a lot when we talk about everything from Molly to mushrooms to weed to every like ketamine sometimes like the big question is like why like like there's like there's there's so much out there like why is this important to you and um, my answer has gotten distilled down the more I've explored it and about why why it's important to me so I was just gonna like if it's not too deep of a question I was gonna ask you like why is this your thing why is this your path do you think um so I can't get into like the high level of it. I don't know, you know, I I found a way to support myself and through it I found a way to do good work. And then beyond that, I found a way to, you know, I, I, me and Mary was talking and if you, at the Emerald Cup, I, I gave a talk a little bit about, um, you know, I was, in order for me to have a regular job, like, a, so I, I community organized for a really long time, like for a check and I loved it. I felt good about doing that shit, but I starved when I did it. And I had to take like Adderall and Ritalin to like, in order to make my deadlines and get up every day and, you know, and then the amounts would keep going up and up and up. Um, That'll grind your bones to dust, man. And your body, dog. Yeah. Like yeah. Your stomach, like, your you know, heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your, your, your tea, all of it. It's just not healthy. It's unsustainable. I remember having a conversation with my mom, like, dog, well, I didn't call my mom dog, but it's like, mom, like, I'm going to have to take this shit forever. And she's like, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah. that's the reality of it. You had to do what you got to do. But one of the, one of the larger, um, for me, benefits, just benefits, the why, is that this is one small way to take, um, take money and profits out of like big pharma and get people healthier ways to heal themselves. So we could start there, um, you know, anywhere between for me, it was ADHD. Um, some people it's like depression. Some people it's like anxiety, but like it, you can do this yourself. One person uh, with a, few, a little bit of spores, you know, and a small closet space can produce enough medicine in one flush for a year. You know, I mean, if, assuming they're not fucking, you know, party and heavy. And if they want to do that, they can do that too safely. You know, it's, it's, it's more safe than, in my opinion, anything else. You're not smoking anything. You know, you're not being overly intoxicated in terms of like alcohol and having liver damage. The shit comes in, it goes out, doesn't last for too long. And so it's like, it's a very body friendly thing to, to just get into. Um, and then again, like there's, there's just the, the economics of it. There's right now, things being decriminalized there's ways for people 
to be able to support themselves and whole communities, you know, just and, and not only through the psychedelic side of the mushroom, but like right now, the price of cordyceps and lion's mane is higher than the price of um, magic. Really? Yeah, wow. and going up. So like it's just there's there's economics. You don't have to. Every, college ain't for everybody. You know, yeah. you can plug into this. You can su- sustain yourself. You can sustain a family. You can build something on it just through getting knowledge of how to move around and different skill sets. You can find something that's nourishing to you and not like plug in and you know tap into the matrix. Uh huh. Yeah. Damn. You work with decriminalized nature. Is that right? Yeah, I'm a. I consider myself a a large ally of decriminalized nature. I um they offered me. So I chose not to sign up officially with them mm-hmm. because I, I like having my autonomy to move and influence the conversations in terms of policy through all these different groups. So just like I work with Decriminalized Nature and Carlos Plazola and I have a very good relationship. Um, I also work with um, well, not. Yeah, I also work with uh, Dave Bronner and uh, and New Approach, not inside of them, but like. They they call me when they run things by. I talk to them if like, hey, on this side, this is what we're gonna do. Maybe we can get some sort of synergy there. And so I would say that I work with anybody who um, is willing to 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 listen to what I would say I advocate for is like the legacy folks and the common folks. There mm-hmm. was there was a, an initiative that just failed. Um, and it was called the, um, the, the psilocybin mushroom initiative. And this, it was crafted, you know, as pretty much a, a giveaway to big business. It would have put my testing lab and a whole bunch of other people like me out of business, mm. um, by way of law. And it would hand it things over to people who are already bred it up and people who had a lot of money. It was a move to basically legalize psilocybin yes, it was. in California. Yes. And it would have fucked it up just like legalizing weed. Yeah. Fucked that up. Yes. Right. Yes, it would have. It would have. There was no. But even so, I listened to some uh, so, to some of the stuff that y'all were doing earlier this morning, and y'all were talking about you know the carve outs that that were being that in um in cannabis the carve outs that they had for legacy or either acreage block you know you right. couldn't have over a certain amount of acres, mm-hmm. and then Newsom came in and fucking and took it out and it it, it that didn't even have any fake safeguards. Right. Like what they were putting with with the um, the psilocybin mushroom initiative, it didn't even have any fake safeguards. It's just like yo, um, and so I say all that to say that that failed because the people weren't behind it. And I think with Good. with the mushroom people looking at the way that things happen in cannabis, like we know that we have the power right now. And the minute we open that door to legalization, we lose it all. The cat's out the bag, and we're unfortunately we had to watch what the cannabis world is going through. But I feel like. Um, I feel like we're way more active at an earlier point and we have something to like, we cannabis bruised its knees so that maybe we can learn from those mistakes, you know? Wow. Is, is the psilocybin community as robust and connected as the cannabis community? The good thing about it is yes. Awesome. Yes. But, but it's, I, I think that the reason is because the way that we're coming out of the closet in our respective places and they're all really small places. So, for instance, Oakland decriminalized. And then we all came up the closet. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody in Oakland knows everybody. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's easy for us to get on the same page, you know, communicate amongst each other so that we all know what's up. And we all know what's up in Oakland. And the same thing in Denver. Denver decriminalized. That people came out the closet. One of the interesting things that I, what I do, the way that I can lend to um, 
weaving these circles together is through these events. So I've made it my business to to hold these events in places where it's decriminalized because I understand that if I come, people come. First of all, there's I will be presumptuous and egotistical of me to assume that when I get there, there's not a community already. But what I do know is that oftentimes when I get to these places, the community is disjointed and like scattered. People don't know where everybody is. Yeah. And so me coming to people's towns is a reason for people all to come together at one place. And hopefully the job of a community organizer is to organize yourself out of a job. Meaning once I come there, I don't have to stay there for the shit to work. You That's know? what's up. So if the my theory is coming to places where it's decriminal, LA is the first is the first place in California where I'm doing something where it's not decriminalized, but it's hopeful because the numbers are down here, and I'm hoping that if I come down here and we we plant the flag in terms of the you know putting legacy people first, and we make sure that people are talking that way, you know. If you hear me talk about policy, it's always big, put barriers of entry to big business, ban institutional money, some wild shit. People say that shit is impossible. You can't. But they do it in Arcata. You know, there's no chain restaurants up there. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Same thing. The, my sister's hometown, Port Townsend. No. There's nothing right? there. There's no chains. There's no Starbucks, it's no nothing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah so if possible. you can do it that way. Yep. We can do it this way. They just tell you that it can't be done. Sorry. <laughs> they just tell That's you that good. it can't be done because it... it these guys, I was, we were talking, we were having a conversation earlier today, and these big businesses in cannabis, they factor in being able to take losses for five, ten years. Just like Starbucks did, right? And Uber. They, they move in, and they put the little guy out of business. Yes. And then, and then they jack up their prices. Yes. And that's all you got. Yes. So that happened in on a huge level in California cannabis. It's ongoing. Mary just did an awesome piece on KCRW about it. Shout out, Mary. And... uh so that's the concern with that would have been the concern with this psychedelic mushroom initiative would have it would have just handed everything over to big Turn business. He. What it would have done was it would have classified the the mushroom, the magic mushroom, the sacred mushroom. It would have classified it and had it regulated the exact same way as a regular edible mushroom. Wow. Which in fact sets people with the with the scale and the infrastructure up or either the ability to buy into scale or buy that infrastructure sets them up for success. Yeah. It puts everybody who has been out here busting their ass, taking a rich come on, most I know a bunch of growers. I know thousands of growers. And most of them, if if this if this initiative passed within six months, everybody will be out of a job or having to slave away for these people. It I know this is projection on my part, but it makes me feel like they think we are dumb and they are just greedy. And that's how I feel when I hear about that, where they're just like, nobody's going to care. We're just going to gobble it all up. They're dumb. They're busy. Fuck them. Like, that's that's how it feels to me when I, I hear right. that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I call shit. So I always say in, in terms of and I saw in terms of mushroom, there was before covid and after covid. Before COVID, they could serve us whatever the fuck we want or whatever the fuck they wanted because we weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. All we saw was, oh, great, legalized mushrooms without like thinking about the implications of what that means. After COVID, we've seen the, the, the dissolution of Northern California. We hear people like Tim Blake calling that shit uh, an extinction level event up there. You know, I was up in Humboldt the other day just at a bar grabbing a beer at a place where I used to grow, go to meet fucking connections. This time I was just, for once, I, was, I wasn't fucking trying to buy drugs. But I was sitting there and a dude came up to me. 
and uh, he starts chatting me up, and he, I, I'm, I'm waiting for him to come around to the price. And he's like, yeah, I got $200 pounds. Oh, my God. What? Your fucking heart, right? Like That's devastating. That's, yeah. What? And so we, so. Wait, how much is a pound? Can we, just for the context for our listeners. How much does it cost to grow a pound? Yeah, can you just do a quick breakdown? Because that's so fucking crazy that I would just like to say, like, what it should be, what it used to be, and $200 now. When I was talking to some of the farmers in Mendocino to grow a pound of uh, cannabis with all of the regulations and taxes, it's about 500 bucks to just Ugh. grow it. So to sell it for $200. And you're out 300 Means you, you, yeah. It's just heartbreaking. Okay. When I was on the street buying... Up there, the lowest I'd get to like 1400 Yeah. You know? Yeah. These like, what are you fucking talking about? So <laughs> so we have, the mushroom world has the ability, the, 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 after COVID now, we see what's happened up there. We see it. Yeah. You know, y'all turned on the lights in 2018 and, and by 2022, everybody up there is fucking broke. The cost of, the, the cost of everything is up right now, except for weed. And the price of mushrooms tanked too. Wow. So we're so we're watching that. And so what I say is there was before COVID and after COVID. After COVID, we're paying attention. You know, they just tried to service this shit and people wouldn't sign on. And you can't just do it with Southern California because the, quite frankly, in terms of the mushroom world, the activist part of the mushroom world is in Northern California right now. From Santa Cruz up, all the way up. You know, their people are down here. But again, they're not connected and active like that. You know, um, and so so in, ter in terms of your original statement, yes, you're absolutely right. But it's different now. Mm. You know, we're paying we're paying attention. I had one a person who sponsored my events um, get mad at me for for saying, you know, fuck this shit. Like, don't don't we need to leave this shit decriminalized as long as possible until it's right. Like he got mad at me. And he pulled money, but for me, that little money that he pulls, like, is whatever. Like, this is bigger than that. Out it as long as y'all are making money, I'm gonna make money. So I'm gonna keep advocating for y'all as long as I fucking can. Man, it is so great to talk with you about unapologetically wanting to make money as well, yeah. and how important that is. I feel like a lot of a, a lot of the time. It's an either or thing like people feel weird for wanting to make a bag for something yeah. that they believe in or like they they want to make that bag. But it's at all at whatever it costs to make that bag. Yeah. But like you're really riding that line of balance between like I'm going to make mine, but I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to hopefully like change things for good as I make money because there's no shame in that. Yeah. In fact, it's positive. It's how it should be. Right. Um, I, I think like no, that's kind of like the beauty of America to me. We talk a lot about it where she's like Mary Jane will say like. Like, I'll be like, that's why America rocks. And it's like, or it, maybe it doesn't. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> or maybe it's broken as fuck. Maybe it's broken as fuck. <laughs> and, but, yeah. but you can make money here. You can. Doing, following your dreams. Hopefully. Hopefully. And yeah. I think that's like a beautiful thing. And you can. I mean, there is an opportunity to. I mean, I love that you say, you know, perhaps the legal cannabis movement bruised its knees so that, you know, the legalizing psychedelics movement doesn't have to be as broken you know yeah. it's just it's it's very heartening and um exciting and, and you know and as you crunch 
<laughs> because like you know we're we're vamping while you're snacking, man. And also, I feel great right now. Yeah. Uh, thank yes. you. I got a little twinkle. My body's yes. warm. My yes. can you see how my cheeks like won't sit down? Yes, I see that. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. My cheeks are high. Cheekbones. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, fuck Botox. You just need like a little yeah. microdose. A microdose smooth you right out. Needle away. <laughs> I think the other thing that I love in speaking with you is how you don't you're not trying to like other other areas you're not trying to be like weed is this and and like mushrooms are that like you're not trying to put anything in opposition of each other you're yep. saying there's like room for all of it but for you like mushrooms is the game and that's where your lane is but yep. you're not trying to also like talk shit about alcohol or talk shit about anything else and i really appreciate you just like kind of keeping all the balls in the air and respecting everybody's choices like that. Cause I've talked to some people who like the only way they can get their message across is to talk shit about other things. Some of the people in the cannabis community are some of the most judgmental motherfuckers I've ever met in my whole life. Like they're all, oh, the, there's a lighter on the table, right uh, behind the popcorn. Um, Great sentence. Nice. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like uh, when I uh, started working in, in cannabis, I was so surprised to find out two things. One that a lot of people in weed are super fucking judgmental mm. and two that they're angry <laughs> mm. and everyone's like oh you know it must be the, like, the chillest job in the world and i was like this is actually the most stress i've ever been in in my whole entire life because of how upset people are all the time yeah. and how how because they've been backed into corners so much they are spiky they're prickly they're judgmental they're full of all that kind of stuff and so it's just um the reality that you know when you have to fight all the time you're going to be pretty fucking pissed off about it and so you know the the decriminalization aspect in the community organizing allowing people to maybe feel a little bit of ease in this um thing that you're doing it's just it's really fucking cool thank you yeah thank you that's what's up damn Yes, sir. And I feel great, too. Yes! <laughs> uh, nice. I feel younger. Hell yeah. Your cheekbones are up there, too, oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they feel great. My top lip feels good. The, the money thing, though, is important. You know, I, I come from, initially, I come from the commerce side of this. Yeah, I'm unashamed of that. And, like, I try to find, when I left, so the last, I worked with Color of Change, um, in 2018 but before that the last job i thought i was going to have was working with the black organizing project in oakland we worked to push police out of schools and replace them with 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 counselors which they did after i left but the whole team i hired um and but when i left there it was my i told myself that i'm going to leave politics because this shit is frustrating i don't believe in it but i'm coming back as a funder because i did believe in the power of what the funders were able to do they make you tap dance you know, you had to dance for the money. And I'm like, okay, cool. If I have, if I want to do these things and I know how to get them done, then I have to come back and be able to cut the check so people dance to my tune. So, like, yes, I ha I'm in the, I have a psilocybin mushroom potency testing business where we charge people. We do give people like if 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 there are people who can't afford it and it's and they're doing citizen science work, we we partner up with people. Um, in terms of the psilocybin cup, we charge people to get in. However. If people can't afford it, there are ways. There's never been anybody who's been turned down due to lack of funds. Now we don't let everybody in. Um, it's it's invite only, but because that's we come from a street background. I don't know these people out here. Yep. And what we're doing is like, you know, these you know, 
I learned they they put a snitch in fucking Huey Newton's crew. They put a snitch in fucking Martin Luther King's crew. They put a snitch in Stoley Carmichael's crew. Why the fuck would they, you know? And so I'm like, yeah. nah, we're we're only dealing with people who we who we know. And if you have a vouch, the same as it was in the street. If you have a vouch, then then we'll. So I say all that to say, we're here to make money, but. Um, for instance, what we did at the Oakland Psychedelic Conference was we took on sponsors, but we made sure that, you know, our speakers, we, we speakers who ordinarily couldn't pay to come to Oakland, we paid for them. We put them up, you know, we made sure that, um, any, 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 nobody in Oakland paid to come to that thing at all. Nobody in Oakland paid and it sold out. Um, we made sure that any POCs in, in Oakland got tables for free, you know, and so we had sponsors that did pay to be there but those sponsors didn't put money in my pocket directly that's how we kind of spread it around you know so there there there's ways i I'm, I'm, i had a conversation the other day and i think this is one of the beautiful things about having financial freedom in this space is these guys i was working with these guys in jamaica growing and they gave me um they gave me a contract 150,000 shares of stock is what they offer me and I'm looking at this as the first contract I ever saw, ever. And I'm like, oh, shit, 150000 sounds like a lot. Not even preferred shares. I didn't know about that at the time, but just 150000 of, of regular-ass stock. Oh, this is like learning about points in like a music contract and in stuff. A, like they a, don't let you know all the ways. <laughs> Interesting. So I was on a microdose, all right? And it dawned upon me within that meeting where these guys are trying to, at this point, fuck me. They give me 150000 shares. Uh, something the microdose told me to say, how much stock do y'all have? I mean, we're right there. I'm looking them in the eye. They, they can even say it. And they, I said, so how much? One of them said, I have 1.6 million shares. The other one says, I have 1.7 million shares. Now, these are two white guys, neither of, neither of whom know how to grow, or at least neither of whom know how to grow as well as me. Uh -huh. We're working in Jamaica, an all-black country, where we've already been in. The people there already say they want to deal with me. And so I'm looking at this, and the business is growing mushrooms. So I, what I say to them is, well, why doesn't mine look more like yours? And what they tell me is that this is the typical, this is the typical contract. And so I, it, it brings me to the place where having freedom, I'm like, well, you know, I, I feel like it's only typical until we decide to do something different. <laughs> And we ended that negotiation with me having exactly the shares. I was. I ended up, instead of being an employee, I ended up as a partner with them. But I say all that to say, like, we try to do things different here. You know, within within Oakland Hype Bay, we try to fucking break molds. Nobody owns us. We make all of our, we're, we're self-financed. So, and, and we don't know all the fucking, the typical shit. So we are in a space where we can say, fuck it. And so that's what we're kind of doing to try to make shit a little easier for the people that we fucking know. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. God damn, man. <laughs> uh, you're just the most inspiring human being I've spoken with in a very long time. Um, For real. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Top to bottom. God damn. Oh, now you're going to smoke as, a spliff? As I wish wrap. I was you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> as we wrap and you spark that spliff, will you tell everybody a little bit about the psychedelic conference that's happening and uh, just also where everyone can find you and everything you do. Yes. Say, thank, thank both y'all for having me here. I, I appreciate it. It's an honor. Please thank come you. back all the time. Anytime. Mary, thank you for putting this together. <laughs> um, and shout out to the whole Oakland Hyphae team. And shout out to Oakland. Shout out to California. So all the shout outs really quickly. Um, 
On April the 23rd and 24th, we're having a two-day conference here in Los Angeles called the uh, California Psychedelic Conference. Uh, it is the bigger, better version of what we had in September called the Oakland Psychedelic Conference. Uh, at the Oakland Psychedelic Conference, people like Ed Rosenthal pulled up, Sherbinsky showed up, um, you know, Amber Center, a bunch of well-known cannabis people, but also all the best mushroom people. We had Willie Michael pull up, and we had some of the people who won another event that I, I, I do called um, the, the Psilocybin Cup. We had all the winners of the Psilocybin Cup in one room. And so y'all want to smoke this while I'm, y'all good? A hundred percent. And so again, we're going to, we're having that down here. So what I've done is anybody who has, um, who has entered into the psilocybin cup uh, gets free admission into um, this California psychedelic conference. So for, for a fact, we'll have some of the best mushroom cultivators, probably the biggest gathering of mushroom of, of magic mushroom cultivators in one spot. Ever. All under one cap. Right there. One cap. Yeah. How about it? How about <laughs> it? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so that's exciting. Again, we're going to have the, the in-person um, Battle of the Agar there where some of the best um, Agar artists will be putting their work out for display. But even more importantly than that, uh, we're going to have two days of programming, everything from psychedelics and futurism to maternity and psychedelics um fuck around and find out in the bedroom uh eroticism and psychedelics awesome uh <laughs> divine master alchemy we're going to have awesome we're going to have four different grow classes from people who i actually learned from uh we're going to have a whole panel that mary's going to be um the, moderating about um the the psilocybin cup winner so i mean it's just going to be an overall plant medicine celebration but specifically very, very, very mushroom heavy with a uh, with a range of offerings for for pretty much any any and everybody. Um, one of the best things about being in my space is, is not those talks though. What I tell people is one of the best things about being in a space is being in the fucking space. People, there's not one person that's been to any of my things who uh, has not who has not benefited both financially and in terms of their network. And I'm willing to stand on that. You know, every single person that walks through those doors that has the, the, the balls to say hi to the person next to them benefits. Yeah. Fuck yes. That's amazing. And this is just the beginning. We hope so. This is just the beginning. Yeah. I've been doing events for less than a year. Um, so Holy far. shit. Really? Yeah. We wow. started the last one on Mother's Day last year. Where can everyone find information about this? CaliforniaPsychedelicConference.com is the landing page. Uh, if you type in Eventbrite, California Psychedelic Conference is there. Um, tickets will sell fast. Also, Oakland underscore hyphen. There's this. There's a fake page out there. Fucking block and report them. You got uh, it. Oakland underscore hyphen. And that's on IG? IG. Amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Open door. Please this come is, back. Thank you. Know, you. This was fun. I like this. Is probably this is my first. This is my first in person podcast interview ever. Really? Yeah. So Man, it's good. Thank you so much. Thank you for like making the trek and for the gifts and for sharing that awesome spliff with us. Mm -hmm. This has been so fucking great. Uh, and you can find us on the astral plane uh, anytime. <laughs> We're very available. So just you know meet us there, or you can follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Wg at weedandgrub.com is our email. Uh, leave a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes. Leave, leave a five-star review for the first for the first podcast you ever saw where all every, where everybody on it was on fucking mushrooms at the same time. <laughs> five-star review. <laughs> I gotta go after that. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>